Success Road Podcast, Episode 14, How to Hack Your Mind. Welcome back to the Success Road Podcast. My name is Joshua Rivers, your host, and this is the podcast to help you on your day-to-day journey through life, and we realize that success is not a destination, it is a journey. So we try to bring inspiration every single episode to help you on your journey. Today, we have Sir John Hargrave with us as a guest. He is the author of the upcoming book, Mind Hacking, and he has a very interesting story and a very good message to be able to learn how we can be able to program our minds, if you will. And so kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of the things you may have seen out there or heard out there regarding changing your habits and being able to discipline yourself to be able to make changes in your life. And a lot of the changes that we need to make in our life relate to physical things that we do, habits that we have. But a lot of those stem back to the stigmatisms or whatever you want to call them that are in our mind. And John has a very good system of being able to try to do that. And so he has some programming uh, history and background. And so he shares several stories in the book relating to that. And so if you're not um, wired that way or you're not real familiar with different programming things, that's okay. You don't have to fully understand all the things that he talks about. And so, uh, but there's definitely some very relatable things to me. And so my very first computer was a Commodore 64 when I was three, four years old over at my grandma's house. And I was even at like four or five years old trying to teach myself how to program using the basic language that was on there, which is uh, one of the things that he mentions in the book. And so we don't talk about it in the interview, but he had a friend when he was younger that claimed himself to be uh, a a hacking expert. Um, and his idea of a hacking expert is he would go into a store and find their Commodore 64 computer. And he would type out a, uh, I think it was a two line program that basically just repeatedly printed out on the screen um, the, the words that he was the hacker, his name and uh, something about being the, the most awesome hacker or something like that. And so that was his friend's um, entrance, if you will, into the world of hacking. But anyway, uh, it's a very good book, a uh, very good story that we have here. The book itself does not actually come out until January, um, but there is a free version that he has available. That's kind of the open source version. Uh, that is available, and we will get the links to those later on in the episode. But you can be able to get the show notes to this, which also has the links in there already for you. And so the show notes is at joshuarivers.net slash 014. And without any further delay, let us go ahead and jump into the conversation with John. All right, welcome to the show. John, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks, Joshua. Looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely excited to be able to talk to you about uh, your new book about mind hacking. Uh, But first, I wanted to go ahead and start with a question. 
that to the audience will probably seem very unique. Uh, but let's say that you find yourself in an alley with thousands of dollars worth of liquor and marijuana in your car. What do you do? <laughs> you, you get rid of it <laughs> as quickly <laughs> as possible. <laughs> that's it. That's kind of how my book starts out. I won't spoil the surprise, but uh, that is the opening story and uh, involves the United States Secret Service and a number of other uh, kind of, you know, flags that maybe my life wasn't heading in the right direction. And uh, my attempt to get rid of those things and, uh, and, and deal with my mind as I got free of, of addiction and alcoholism and, uh, and, and those hacks or those techniques I used on my own mind are the hacks that I'm, I'm passionate about sharing with your, your audience today. So why don't we go ahead and jump to just uh, so everyone has an understanding, um, what exactly is mind hacking? Sure. The idea behind mind hacking is that your brain can be reprogrammed. Your brain can be reprogrammed. And thinking about our minds like a computer, like a programmer would look at a uh, an application or a program and, and find problems, find bugs and then trace it back to the programming that's causing that uh, those problems and then reprogram it. We can do the same with our minds, Joshua. So we can look at the thoughts that we have going on in our head that are causing problems in our lives. And we can figure out, okay, where, where we kind of debug our own thinking. Where are the problems? And then we can consciously develop new thoughts or new programming to put into our heads so that we turn our lives in a positive direction and can achieve success and uh, financial stability and better relationships, as well as getting rid of things and conquering things like addiction and depression and anxiety as well. Yeah, that's that's very good. And so I definitely can identify uh, with the uh, different analogies and different stories that you've used throughout the book. Um, and so I've done some programming myself, um, yeah. even even dating back to using basic on the Commodore 64. Yes. Uh, when I was when I was uh, four or five years old, I was <laughs> uh, doing a little bit of that. And so uh, I could definitely identify to several of the stories that you share um, in the book. Now, um Several things that uh, th there's a lot of things that you talk about in the book. Um, one thing uh, that I thought was interesting we're talking about is you talk about a diet of the mind. Um, mm -hmm. Can you maybe elaborate a little bit more about what that is and um, how we can be able to approach that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this comes. Did, have you ever seen the movie A Beautiful Mind or read the book? Yeah, I have it. My mom has recommended it. Um, and since I read that in the book, I uh, kind of have that on top of my mind that I need to um, make that jump. Yeah, it's uh, it's a terrific movie with Russell Crowe. And it's about this brilliant mathematician named John Nash. And he is a legendary figure in the world of math and uh, came up with this uh, this area of mathematics called game theory which they explain in the movie. But he was also a paranoid schizophrenic. So he had these delusions 
uh, he said at one time that uh, he couldn't accept a teaching position because he was scheduled to be emperor of Antarctica. Uh, he thought that he was the messiah. Uh, there were a lot of kind of paranoid things about the CIA, which they explore in the movie. And over time, he developed something that he called the diet of the mind. And he described it as choosing the healthy, helpful thoughts to think and rejecting the ones that he knew would kind of lead him into trouble that were not socially acceptable. And there's a beautiful scene at the end of the movie where these delusions that have been chasing him his whole life, he sees them again as he walks down this path and he turns away. He turns away. So it's like he's choosing to no longer engage with those with that bad thinking, those negative thoughts. And it's such a beautiful little symbol symbol of what we can do with our own minds. We can create our own diet of the mind, not like a restrictive diet, but like a healthy diet, a diet saying, here are the things that you want to think about, and here are the things that you don't. This is what St. Paul meant, I believe, when he said, whatever things are good and true and lovely and helpful and kind, I'm making up the verse, but you remember the verse. He says, think on these things. That's what he meant was fill your mind with good things and try to avoid these negative thought loops. That's what the book shows you how to do. Now let's move on to a, uh, a term uh, that you say is metacognition. Uh, can you mm -hmm. tell us what that is? Yeah. So metacognition is basically thinking about your thinking. And there's an analogy we use in the book of going to the movies. So I'm a movie geek. And when I go into the movies, Joshua, I always, uh, at the beginning of the movie, I'm like analyzing the music and the actors and the cinematography and everything. But then if it's a good movie, you get lost in it, right? You get absorbed into the movie. And that's the point of a movie is to kind of forget your life for a while and, and like be in this fantasy world. Well, our minds mm -hmm. are the same way. So our minds are like a movie that's playing all the time. And this movie, we get so wrapped up in it uh, that when our minds feed us thoughts or feelings or ideas, we just accept them blindly. So the thought that's going on in your head might be something like you're not good enough or you're never going to succeed at this. And we just kind of take it. <laughs> we kind of accept that. So metacognition or thinking about your thinking is about becoming aware of those thought loops and getting on top of them or getting above them. We also use the analogy of super user mode. So if you've ever worked with computers, you know, there's kind of like regular user access, but then there's like super user access like administrator level access where you have, you can see everything, nothing's hidden. And so we want to be able to, with our minds, be able to get into that super user mode where we can be sort of looking down on it and saying, okay, these thoughts are not helpful and these thoughts are helpful. And I'm going to choose the helpful ones and make more of those. And I'm going to gradually weed out these, these unhelpful thoughts. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, definitely. And so, and so I, I saw that term at first and I'm, I'm like thinking about your thinking and it just kind of uh, made me think of, uh, where you, where you like look in the mirror of a mirror and a mirror and a mirror and it kind of has yeah. that. And so that, that was what's going through my mind. And so, um, when I first, uh, 
uh, read that part. That's a beautiful analogy. And I actually have that same uh, mental image. It's like the endless tunnel of mirrors. And there is an element of that. The other part that is very hot right now in um, like among educators, uh, in addition to metacognition, is this sense of neuroplasticity or the ability of our brains to learn new stuff or literally to make new neural pathways. So what the research is is showing is that um, your your intelligence or your learning is not fixed at birth, that it continues through your entire life. And in fact, you can still pick up skills very late in life. And uh, you are always, there's always potential open to you for learning and, and changing your thinking. So that concept of neuroplasticity, along with metacognition, besides being very fun to say, are also really helpful about thinking about our minds. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, now there's another thing that you talk about that has been actually kind of um, been, uh, uh, maybe I'm just noticing it more, um, but this idea about multitasking. Now, I know for myself, I um, uh, years ago, I came to the realization that I'm not good at multitasking. Um, but with a lot of the research and things that have been coming out that start starting to show me that that's not necessarily a a uh, a, a bad realization, uh, if yeah. you will. So uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us your thoughts on multitasking? Yeah, I, I define multitasking as doing two or more things badly at once. And <laughs> all the research shows, as you just uh, indicated, all the research shows that we can't multitask, that every task you add to your already fractured attention means you do every one of those tasks worse. And yet we all think that we're immune to this, right? We all say, well, I'm the person who can, you know, take notes or surf the web while I'm in a meeting or answer text while I'm trying to listen to my kids, but you can't, you can't. And so in mind hacking, we talk a lot about how to craft a lifestyle so that you can avoid much of this uh, temptation to multitask and this rapid task switching, you know, where you're like working on a report and then, uh, you know, a Skype request comes in and you stop everything you're doing to go talk to the Skype request. So we talk about the one hour investment is one of the the techniques or the hacks in the book, where you just take an hour and turn off as many of these digital distractions as you can. So that's your instant message requests, your chat requests, your Facebook status updates, you know, getting off of uh, unnecessary email lists, etc. And investing an hour in cleaning up those things has a huge cascading effect in terms of your overall sense of stress. Because we all, whenever one of these interruptions comes in, it's like a kind of open task loop, right? It's like, I've got to do that thing or respond to that request, or I feel this kind of like mild anxiety. And so the more of those you turn off, the less of that stress you'll have and and the happier and, and more peaceful and also more focused you'll feel. That's good. Yeah, I like that. 
And so that, that's definitely something I'm needing to work on more is being able to improve my focus as I'm working on stuff, for sure. And it's hard for you because you've got young kids. And kids are <laughs> are uh, full of distractions. And in the best way. Like, a lot of times, distractions are good. And you need to stop and attend to the distractions. But at the same time, that plus all of the digital distractions is why so many young parents feel perpetually frazzled <laughs> like prisoners of war <laughs> sleep deprived yeah yeah definitely now um we've already talked about several things regarding uh some different uh programming analogies that you've used you've talked about movies now there's uh definitely another um geeky type of movie that i wanted to go to which is uh definitely one of my favorites um and that is with star wars and mm. so um, you, you you talk about that uh, concentration training is being like going through Jedi training. And so, <laughs> um, but um, but a lot of people would, would kind of take that idea and think that it's similar to uh, like meditation. Um, can you kind of clarify your your point in that area? Yeah, so in the book, we have an exercise uh, called concentration training. Um, I like thinking of it as Jedi training. And the way it works is each morning you take about 20 minutes and you set them aside and you spend a few minutes just relaxing your body. You spend the rest of the time focusing on your breath. And the object is to keep your mind concentrated on the breath. So a lot of people think of this as meditation or mindfulness. The difference is we treat it like a video game. So we say when you find yourself thinking or lost in thought, in other words, when you lose your concentration and you notice it, then you award yourself a point. We call them awareness points. And you keep track of the points on your fingers or in your head. And then you write down your score each day and you kind of track your points each day. So the difference is in traditional meditation, most people get upset when they find themselves thinking, but here you're rewarding yourself for noticing that you're lost in thought. And so you get kind of a little dopamine rush <laughs> from getting that point and noticing it. You turn it into a positive. And I know that you come from a Christian background. There's a, there's a big movement actually for uh, kind of a Christian flavor of meditation as well, there's a great book, uh, book called Centering Prayer, where they have a very similar approach uh, from a Christian mindset, but to this idea of improving your concentration and clearing your mind. There's also a lot of scientific research that shows that this kind of training uh, makes you more focused, makes you calmer. It improves your physical health. It even improves your relationships. So from all sides, there is uh, a lot of a lot of great things to say about what this kind of training can do for you and your mind. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. I like that. Definitely. Now, um, one thing I personally struggle with and I've had this problem for the last seven years uh is uh is that of controlling my weight being able to uh, lose weight being able to keep it off instead of the whole yo-yo or roller coaster or whichever analogy you want to um use with that and so what are some mind hacks that we can be able to use or that i could be able to use to be able to 
tried to get get control of that and be able to be able to see some lasting progress. There's a great book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, and uh, we quote a number of research pieces from that book. One of the things that he says is when we're trying to create a new habit, it helps to bookend the habit with a cue and a reward. So, for example, if you're trying to exercise more frequently in the morning, always set up a cue for yourself. So your cue might be you just put on your workout clothes first thing when you get up. That's it. You don't even have to work out. All you have to do is put on your workout clothes. And by doing that, it's a cue. It's a reminder that like, oh, yeah, I want to make some time to exercise. And then you follow it up with a consistent reward. And a reward is something that's positive and healthy and easy and that you are consistent about. So it might be like a smoothie or a shower or coffee or something like that. And you give yourself the reward consistently on the days that you exercise and you withhold it on the days you don't. So you train yourself like a child or like like a, like a dog. <laughs> and by doing that, you're much more likely to make that habit stick. What I would suggest is in addition to that, Think about it as a system. So I think where a lot of people go wrong is they have kind of all or nothing thinking. And this is, you see it at the gym every year, you know, on January 2nd, it's packed full of people, New Year's resolutions. And then by February 2nd, it's completely empty, except for one guy, you know, who's on the Stairmaster, the guy with like the biceps, the size of like a hams. So... (laughs) Uh, we have, I think as humans, this kind of natural tendency to think of all or nothing. You know, I'm either going to the gym every day or I'm, I'm, I've failed and I'm not going anymore. But if you think about it more in terms of a system, a system or a healthy habit or kind of a positive momentum, um, something that you want to do as frequently as possible, that really helps integrate it and incorporate it into your lifestyle. So those are two of the hacks that we have in the book. And there are a a large number of other ones to kind of help those healthy habits stick in your life so that you can get the weight down. Does that help? Yeah, I think so. And yeah, I'll definitely uh, work at uh, implementing that. And so, because I definitely need to lose some weight to be able to get back down to a healthy weight, healthy lifestyle, uh, so that it can, because it really does impact the rest of my life as well. And so, yeah, it does. And if I can just say that there's a momentum that can either be in a positive direction or in a negative direction. What did CS Lewis say every day? Uh, each of us are slowly becoming either heavenly creatures or hellish creatures. And the idea is like, we're either moving forward or we're moving backward. So the concentration exercises we talked about are a great way of getting positive momentum going in the mental direction, in our minds. The physical exercise that we just talked about is a great way of getting that positive momentum going on the physical side of ourselves. And when you combine those two things, it really has kind of a multiplier effect. So that's why, to me, like the two foundational habits that I try to always uh, work in every day as much as possible is exercise and then this concentration training, because it has the effect of kind of like a snowball almost, where 
it, you know, you've got your mind going well, and now you've got your body going well, and the two of those together play off each other, and they start having these cascading effects in other areas of your life where you build more and more energy. It's very much like a snowball rolling down a hill. Hmm. Yeah, that's so true. That is. I never really thought of it uh, too much in that way, but that is true. That's true. Now, is there anything else from the book that you'd like to mention before we wrap things up? Well, it is available uh, in bookstores in January 2016. You can pre-order it now on Amazon. Uh, hopefully, you can put a link to the pre-order page, Joshua, and the physical book is beautiful. But we also have released it as kind of an open source project. So in the spirit of open source software, uh, you can read a preview copy of the book for free online. And uh, it's been just terrific for us to start this mind hacking movement growing. And it's been so exciting to see the thousands of people who've read the book have found it useful and have started implementing the program to make positive changes in their own lives. And that's at mindhacky.ng. You can read that copy. Mindhacking, but with a .ng, no .com. Yeah, that that's great. So, yeah, I definitely was uh, glad to be able to get my copy. And um, uh, I, I plan on ordering um, and actually pre-ordering uh, that the get the physical book as well. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely have links in the show notes for getting both of those. And so... Definitely appreciate you taking the time to be able to share this with us. And I definitely look forward to uh, seeing how everything works out. My pleasure. Thank you. And keep up the great work with your podcast. I know you put a lot of time into this and it shows. It's great. And all of you listening, you should go thank Joshua. You should give him a five-star rating on iTunes. You should subscribe and tell a friend about it because he puts a lot of work into this. Well, I know I enjoyed that episode. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation with Sir John Hargrave. If you want to get the show notes to this episode, you can go to joshuarivers.net slash 014. And so he did mention the links to be able to get his book. The easy way will be to go to the show notes and you can be able to do that. And so otherwise, you can be able to get the open source copy by going to mindhacky.ng. It's basically mind hacking with the dot between the I and the N. And so kind of a unique um, domain name there. But anyway, so mindhacky.ng. Uh, you can also pre-order the book on Amazon, as he said. And so again, both links will be in the show notes. And so I definitely hope that you will take advantage of this opportunity. And so I'm going to try to get a interview with him again as the book is actually launching in January. And so stay tuned for that. And so hopefully we'll be able to get a little bit more insight, uh, cover some things that we didn't cover in this episode. And so there's definitely a lot of things in the book and we can try to get a little bit more practical how to or something like that, possibly, or we can open it up to questions that you may have as well. And so with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up in the next couple weeks. I'm going to try to bring some um, previous episodes that we did last week. I brought back an episode with uh, Matt Ham talking about his um, new book uh, about the rich principles. And so we 
um, talked about that. And so I uh, mentioned that last episode. In uh, the next couple, I'm going to bring back some of the other um, interviews that I've done over the last couple of years that I think would be very pertinent to your life as we look at the success road. And so um, even though they've been previous episodes, that doesn't mean they're any less valuable. They're very valuable. And so I definitely want to be able to bring those and share those. And so hopefully uh, here in the next couple of weeks, I'll be wrapping up a project that I'm working on for um, a client. And so and when that comes a um, little bit more fruition, it's definitely something I would be sharing here, something that will be um, applicable to uh, you if you are looking at starting a side business. And so it's a course on being able to do that. And so uh, very, very good stuff. And so very in-depth um, course that uh, he's creating. And so definitely excited to be able to share that. And so, but I, I want to make sure that we get a little further into the project before I really bring it here and make sure um, his plans on opening it up right now is just open for some beta testers. Um, and so in or- early adopters. And so, I will come back in a few weeks with some more updates on that as um, I get information from him. And so I'm also looking at getting some new clients for some podcast editing. And so if you or someone you know happens to be in need of that type of service, definitely hit me up. You can go to podcastguide.co and let me know. Um, And put in for the discount code, go ahead and put in SR. Um, that will let me know that you came in from this podcast, um, and I will even give you a discount um, if you sign up for a plan. And so uh, depending on what exactly your needs are will depend on the discount that you get, but it'll probably be at least 10% uh, discount, uh, possibly more, so you might be able to get a free month or something like that if you sign a contract. Um, anyway, we'll talk about the specific needs that you have. Each one is uh, particular And so I don't want to just give a blanket statement. But anyway, uh, enough with that. Uh, I'm going to be going to Podcast Movement um, this weekend. And so this Saturday, um, I'm not going to be able to go for the whole thing, but just Saturday, I'm going to be down in Fort Worth, Texas for Podcast Movement. If you happen to be there um, and uh, you want to try to find me, um, you can send me a tweet at, um, at Joshua W. Rivers. And uh, I would definitely love to be able to connect with you. And so definitely uh, excited for meeting several people that I've met online, some people that have been on podcasts that I've done, some interviews that I've done with them, uh, some people I've just met in different Facebook groups and such. Um, and so I'm just looking forward to be able to meet a bunch of great people. And so with that, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. And again, over the next couple of weeks, next couple episodes, uh, there will be uh, some previous episodes that I've done. So they're, um, I don't know what you want to call them flashbacks or, uh, or whatever. And so some, some really good material that we covered before that I want to bring back to the surface. And so, cause they've kind of got, uh, buried after I, um, switched the name of the podcast and everything. And so very pertinent stuff though. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and sign off and we will talk to you next episode.